Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> Once, Mother Teresa uh, was approached by a Protestant who said, Mother, I appreciate everything you do, uh, and I really love the work you do, but I just am wondering, why do you always have to uh, mention Mary? Why do you have to have such a big promotion of her? And Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, simply replied, no Mary, no Jesus. Devotion to Mary as the mother of God is nothing new. It's not some Catholic uh, invention from you know, later on in the centuries. This goes back to the very beginning of Christianity. Ancient hymns were even written venerating Mary as the mother of God. The Subtuum Presidium being one of the earliest known ones from the second century. And so this devotion to Mary is something that actually unites us as children of God. There was once uh, the Archbishop of Constantinople, Nestorius, who in the fourth century was preaching, and in his sermon he was saying, Mary is not the mother of God, but the mother of Christ. And you know what the people did? They cut him off in the middle of his sermon and started singing one of those ancient hymns, venerating Mary. They would not stand hearing such heresy. And out of that confusion came clarification in the Council of Ephesus in 431, where Mary was proclaimed the Theotokos, the God-bearer. She is the mother of God. Not the mother of divinity, but the mother of the God become man. God whose word became flesh. And it's during Christmas that it was decided also around that time that Mary would be especially venerated as the mother of God. In the Eastern Church, it was December 26th, the day after Christmas, that she would be venerated as mother of God, uh, bumping St. Stephen. But in the West, in the Roman Church, it's January 1st, the octave day, in which we especially take some time to reflect upon Mary being the mother of God. We can never give Mary the glory and honor actually due to her. We can never give too much devotion to her because God has already given her more than we even fathom. Because in our finite mind, we don't even recognize God in his full being. We don't really know just the awesome, majestic power of God because our minds are limited. And yet, God has bestowed upon a human creature that great privilege and honor of being the mother of God. And again, in our finite minds, 
we don't even fathom what that really even means. And so whatever devotion we give to Mary is nothing compared to the honor God has given himself to her. And Mary, then, as mother of God, is something that should move us in seeing how God has raised up one of our own, a mere human, to be the mother of God. And he does so to also raise us up, to be sons and daughters of God, to become his adopted children. And that is why he became man. That is why we remember during Christmas, God became man so that, as some of the church fathers said, man might become God, become like God, meaning that we come to share in his divine nature, to share in his divinity, to have eternal life. And that is why we hear in our second reading, St. Paul say, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. This is the only time St. Paul mentions Mary in his letters. And in that perfect time, God sent his son so that we might receive adoption as sons, so that we might cry out, Abba, Father. And he was born under the law. That's why we hear in the gospel that eight days after his birth, he was circumcised, just like any other Jewish boy would have been. And he, at his circumcision, was named Jesus. He received his name. And this name is a beautiful name, a powerful name. God saves. That is what Jesus means. God saves. What does he save us from? He saves us from slavery. Slavery to what? Slavery to sin and death. And then what does he save us for? He saves us for a very special gift that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters of God so that we can cry out, Abba, Father. We are no longer under that old law because Christ has instituted this new law. And that is why we are no longer circumcised like in the Old Testament. But on this octave day of Christmas, you know, in which we also remember the circumcision of Jesus, the naming of Jesus, uh, eight days after his birth, we also remember our special circumcision. We are no longer circumcised in the flesh, but circumcised in the heart at our baptism, 
And that's why we receive our baptismal names at our baptism, because we have received new life. We have become a son or daughter of God by adoption. And so Jesus comes to give us new life, to give us God as our Father. And if God is our Father, who is our mother? Who is our spiritual mother? It is Mary. And that is why we take this time during this Christmas season to reflect on that. We follow the example exactly of what Mary did at that first Christmas. As we heard in the Gospel, and Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. And that's why it's important to take this time to recognize just the awesome and majestic and powerful vocation we've all been given to be sons and daughters sharing in the life of God Almighty. And so, if you don't have a New Year's resolution, I'll give you one. Meditation. That's exactly what Mary did at the first Christmas. Keeping all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Not losing a moment of preciousness, of just a special gift God has given us in becoming man. Meditation is not something that has to be complicated. It can be as simple as just picking up the Bible and reading through the gospel scene slowly and just chewing on those special words of God so that we might become imbued with the word of God, that we might be like Mary, a living icon of Christ, imbued with his mind and heart. The saints say that meditation is essential to our spiritual life. It's already something we should be doing anyways. You know, St. Teresa of Avila says, those who do not meditate are uh, not on the path to heaven. We have to take time. And if we can't take ten, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to meditate upon the word of God, then make time. In a certain sense, circumcise your schedule. Cut off the excess and make time for God so that we can take Mary's example and keep all these things reflecting on them in our heart. There's many different methods of meditation, you know, Lexio Divina being one, but the main point is just simply so that we can chew, soak in, contemplate, and ponder, take into our hearts the great love of God that we might hear his voice so that with our voice we might cry out, Abba, Father. And one very special method of meditation 
that has been recommended by the church throughout the centuries and especially uh, encouraged in recent apparitions by Our Lady is the rosary. But the rosary is not just vocal prayer. It's not just meant to be repetition of, you know, the Hail Marys. It is to be vocal prayer combined with meditation. We're supposed to be meditating on the mysteries of Christ's life. And that's why Mary, you know, at Our Lady of Fatima said at Fatima, pray the rosary daily. If you can do that, you're fulfilling that obligation that the saints say that we have to meditate every day if we want to continue living our life as children of God. When we pray the rosary, we're holding that rosary, it's as if we're holding the hand of Mary so that we might come to know Jesus better. For who else is better to teach us about Christ than his very mother? That is why we cannot ignore Mary. Just like Jesus came to us through Mary, he wants us to come to him through Mary. And if we come to know Mary, then we may come to know Jesus. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.